Hey everyone, Dr. Liz here. I'm airing some of my favorite episodes of all time because they happened early in the podcast and you won't see them pop up on your podcast list or any of that. So this is one of them. Hope you enjoy it. Peace. transformation and healing. Today is all about hypnosis for dogs. (laughs) This is the cutest product, I swear. It just totally makes me laugh. But after speaking to John Morgan about it, it is based on really sound principles. I think you'll be really interested in it, particularly if you have like an anxious dog. I had an anxious dog in my life at one point, and I think this would have really helped him. In the second half of the interview, he talks about hypnosis for self-image and self-esteem. So if you don't care about the dog part, you can skip ahead to about minute 14 or so to catch that part of the interview. All right, let's jump in. So I am here with John Morgan today, and I am really happy to interview him. I ran across a hypnosis for dogs product and I was fascinated by it. I have a little rescue dog myself and I know that whenever I do meditations or hypnosis recordings, she always falls asleep. So I thought, (laughs) what's going on here? Like, let me talk to this guy and see how he came up with this. And then I discovered he actually has a lot of other products as well. So we're going to start with the dogs and then jump into other stuff probably. So good morning, John. Top of the morning, Elizabeth. Thanks for having me on your show. Thanks for being here. Let's start with a question that I ask a lot of my guests is, what was your first experience with hypnosis? Well, I actually talk about this on my website, uh, johnmorganseminars.com, under our Stop Smoking uh, video that we offer. It was many moons ago. Matter of fact, it was 1972. I was working in Watertown, New York. It was my first job away from home after getting out of the military, and I wasn't feeling up to par. I went to see a local doctor up there, out in the country. The guy checked me out. He had his stethoscope, this and that. And finally, when it was all done, he said, son, I don't think there's anything wrong with you other than the fact that you might be a little bit homesick. Mm. He said, but I tell you this, on your way out of here, those things in your top pocket, and I had a pack of cigarettes in my top pocket. Mm -hmm. He said, I would crush them and throw them away. Well, I walked out of his office. There were, it was a wooded area behind his office. I crushed the pack of cigarettes in my hand and I threw them into the woods. And that is the last time I had a cigarette. That was July 10th, 1972. Wow. What I didn't realize till years later was this guy had me in an emotional frame of mind. He didn't know he was doing hypnosis, but he was. Mm-hmm. He had an emotional frame of mind. He offered me a suggestion. It's coming from a, you know, a source that I, you know, not revere, but nevertheless respect. This doctor, he knows more about health than I do. And he gives me a suggestion. And that was my first introduction to hypnosis, but I didn't realize it was hypnosis until years later. (laughs) Hmm. So So that's my story. 
So then how did you decide to do it yourself? Like, how did you decide to get training in it? And what was your path to it? I was on vacation. Actually, I was reading books about it and curious. Like most people, when they get into any walk of life, they're a little bit curious about it and they research it a little bit. So I read some books and this and that and took a couple of classes at community colleges and, you know, trying to get a little bit of a handle on what this stuff was. And I was on vacation and I was watching TV and there was this gent on there who was doing pain management for childbirth. And this was just fascinating to me. Mm -hmm. So after the uh, broadcast was over, I called the producer of the TV show and I said, who was that guy? He said, oh, he's a guy from Michigan. So I got his telephone number. I called him. I told him what my experience level was. And he said, you know what? He said, you might want to hook up with my ex-business partner. He's moved back to your neck of the woods. And he's always looking for good people. So I looked up his ex-business partner. I told him who I was, what I did. And he said, well, come view some of my seminars. So I viewed his seminars. And after the seminar, he came over to me and he said, uh, so what'd you think? I said, oh, that's terrific. I said, I can do that. Well, I was filled with confidence, but he wasn't. He said, well, why don't you come to a few more? <laughs> so uh, I followed him around like a puppy dog. And one night he invited me up to do a hypnosis induction. After that, he hired me. And then that was some 34 years ago. Wow. And you do seminars now yourself, like you offer the seminars you have for a long time. So, yeah, we do uh, we do nationwide. We do stop smoking seminars and we do weight loss seminars. We do corporate seminars sometimes uh, for stress management and things of that nature, mm-hmm. as well as the stop smoking and weight loss and uh, giving people tips on how to improve their self-image, their confidence, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what we do. But you were asking about the uh, hypnosis for dogs. Yes. Yeah. Let's get to that. How did you come up with that? Well, (laughs) it's an interesting story. The fellow who's my business partner wasn't always my business partner. He was my friend. Mm -hmm. And we were in the radio business together, meaning we were broadcasters. Mm -hmm. And uh, we met some 40 years ago. He had this spirited dog named Spike. Mm -hmm. And we had a little beagle named Snuffy. Well, Spike was just a Springer Spaniel, and it was like he was on a pogo stick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What I was doing is the same thing you talked about uh, right at the beginning about, you know, your dog going to sleep with you or going to into a restful mode mm-hmm. when you were listening to a meditation uh, recording or something. Right. So what I found was that my dog was, I was doing the same thing you were doing. I was listening to my own stuff. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that the dog was relaxing. And so I, I just said, well, you know, that's kind of cool. I didn't do anything with it. Then my business partner called me up, said, can you do something with Spike? Your dog seems to be, well, we went over there and I did what I did and his dog seemed to calm down. So that was the end of it. I I didn't think about it after that. I was just helping out a friend. Uh But years later, I'm perusing, oh, it was in the 80s. And I learned about these recordings of um, Baroque music. That you, it was, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of it now, uh, accelerated learning kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those were big in the 80s. 
Yeah, exactly. What, these tapes you would listen to, and while you were studying or reading your text or whatever, mm -hmm. it would uh, calm the noise in your mind and help the stuff get in a little bit quicker. Yeah, they had all kinds of different ones, I think. I mean, I remember a program for speed reading, which honestly like changed my life since I was going to yeah, college and graduate school. I still use the techniques today, so I remember those same, programs. Same stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so... I was listening to them, and uh, super learning is what it was. Thank you. So I was listening to those tapes, and then, oh, I don't know, maybe it was about 10, 11 years ago, I came across this book called Through a Dog's Ear, and I said, let me read this. And I read in there that they were doing the exact same thing I was doing, except they were marketing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In other words, they said that, what they did is took Baroque music and they slowed it down oh. to a different uh, tempo. Mm -hmm. I said, well, I'll add the vocal rhythms to that. So what I did, I had a friend of mine who was a musician. I said, can you play Baroque music? He goes, sure. I said, can you slow it down? He said, well, it's not going to sound very good. I said, I don't care. Uh -huh. <laughs> I said, I just want it to be this tempo. He said, yes, I can do that. So he did it. I added the vocal rhythms and I added the, um, you know, the, told people what to do with the recording mm -hmm. and went to a photographer and had a picture of my dog taken <laughs> and put it on the cover. <laughs> and the cover of the CD is Snuffy the Black-Nosed Beagle who just passed in October. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. That was sad event. I mean, you know, if you've ever been through that, you know what it's like. It's like losing a family member. It is, yes. But um, that was the beginning of hypnosis for dogs. And what I found out in my research was that dogs, animals in general, but specifically dogs, mimic the nervous system in certain ways of a human being. Mm -hmm. So these rhythms that work on the human being also work on dogs. For example, animals are attuned to... Uh, senses much more than human beings and rhythms. For example, over there in that, uh, I think it was 2004, was it? Or uh, when they had the tsunami over in wherever that was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, Mac, I don't remember the year, but yeah. Yeah, whenever that was. Well before the measuring devices detected that the tsunami was coming, elephants in the area headed for the high ground. Oh, interesting. And that is, you know, they have a sense, you know. Uh, right. Watch your, if you have a dog, anybody that's listening, if they have a dog, watch or listen, if you will, to your dog when the UPS or FedEx truck is in the area and you don't know it. They know it beforehand because those are big diesel trucks with rumbling engines that they hear blocks before you do. Right, yeah. They sense it. And then all of a sudden they'll woof and you'll say, what are they barking at? There's nothing out there. Then all of a sudden this brown truck will pull up. <laughs> right, they know before we do the package is so, going. So the hypnosis for dogs is basically listen to the uh, recording with your animal. Mm -hmm. And I use the words relax and calm down. And it's sort of like a training method. It's not going to get your dog to jump through hoops or be a trained seal. Mm -hmm. That's not what the purpose is. The purpose is to get the dog to calm down 
and not be as frenetic. You know, a lot of people, when they leave the house and they leave their dog home, they turn on the animal planet on TV like that's going to do something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, right. it's, yeah, it's going to keep them company. Oh, they'll hear, hear chirping birds and chimpanzees and, you know, it, it does nothing. But if you put this recording on loop when you leave, it leaves this soothing, you know, music and rhythm that attunes itself to the dog's nervous system. And kind of like your dog, when you listen to your meditation tapes, they calm down. Mm. And when a dog is calmed down, they're more apt to respond to your, I don't like the word commands, but suggestions. Yes. They're easier to train. They're easier to handle. They're, yeah. um, you in know, fact, they're yeah, not destroying the house, right? One woman uh, in Rhode Island uh, raises horses. And she asked me if it would work. I said, well, you know, I'm of the opinion uh, we never know anything until we try. I don't know what won't work, you know? Mm -hmm. So let's give it a go, as the British say. So <laughs> I got this real nice email or letter. I forget what's now. But she was telling me how her horses are all much calmer because she plays it in the stables. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Yeah, so that's that's the back and forth about uh, hypnosis for dogs. Mm, okay. So it's a calming tape for them to help it's them. It's recording, yep. And uh, it, attunes itself, yeah, it, it attunes itself to their nervous system. If you listen to it with them and, you know, are stroking them in rhythm with the music or rhythm of the vocal tones, mm -hmm. that even enhances, you know, your communication, if you will, rather than conscious communication with the animal. You're hooked up on a... Uh, energy level versus command level if you will sit yes. you know stand yeah well i would imagine it would be calming for the owner as well it is oh yeah well a lot of people say hey what happened there i you know all of a sudden i was listening and i was gone <laughs> yeah right yeah it's just yeah it's very calming for the owner as well <laughs> and we know that you know there's i don't know how many caesar milan shows i've watched right but it's like <laughs> Whenever there's an anxious dog, he works with the owner to, like, you've got to calm down first and really communicate oh, that energy. He's incredible. Yeah. So he's he's about that energy attunement. So I could see how, like, yes, all right, let's put this on. And the owner calms down, and then the dog's able to calm down. And then the dog can also associate that with the owner later. Like So even if you're gone, the music comes on, and it's it's a nice, calm energy. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Wonderful. Any other products that you want to highlight during our interview? Well, we um, anybody can go to my website and decide what's important to them. You know, we offer a number of products, and we do two seminars nationwide. They're done in specific cities throughout the course of the year. It's, we call them Stop Smoking Forever or Lose Weight and Keep It Off. And we also offer those seminars on DVD. How long do the seminars run? I guess someone wants to sign up for that. Then yeah, usually around two hours. Okay, so it's like a Saturday morning or something that. Well, actually, we do ours in the evening. Evening, okay. They're done around the country, and again, people can see the seminar calendar on my website, JohnMorganSeminars.com. But the other products that we offer, there are a number of them. Um, one of the uh, biggest sellers at our um, seminars in the past has been the improve your self-image mm -hmm. 
basically what that is, is that we all carry around an image of ourselves in our head that by and large got in there by accident. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a lot to do with it. You know, when I do a seminar, I ask people, I said, how many people in this room have the same religion as your parents? And, you know, a good portion of the hands go up. I said, did they ask your permission? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> well, they didn't. You got it by osmosis. So, you know, whether you're, a, you know, whether you're a Hindu, whether you're a Christian, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat or an independent, you know, a lot of this stuff gets in there before you even know what, uh, you know, learning is about definitely, and it permeates itself from to generation to generation, like the Hatfields and the McCoys, if you will. Mm-hmm. What I get people curious about is that the image that they're carrying around with them. So I do a little exercise with them that takes them back to when they were five years old, and see a picture of themselves in their mind, or imagine what they looked like when they were five. Then I move them up to when they were, you know, in the first grade and the third grade and teenagers and adulthood mm-hmm. and ask them to notice the changes that have gone on. And then after I do all that metamorphosis from, you know, youth to wherever they are now, I get them to go to a what they would call a calm place, if you will, a, a place that. Right. A safe space. Are you real? Mm hmm. What I ask them to do is picture themselves the way they'd like to be pictured. In other words, how they'd like to act, how they'd like to do. And what I have them do is take the original picture of themselves, you know, that they evolved to and set it aside. And then we go to that place and then I have them craft this new picture of who they are. And then what I ask them to do is blend those two pictures together. Hmm. And the knitting of who you evolve to and who you want to be come into play and out of that comes a whole new perspective a whole new image and you know obviously you have to do it more than once all new learning needs to be reinforced to become Mm -hmm. long-term learning and if you do that you're going to find that you come away with a different picture of yourself that you carry around in your mind yes wonderful it sounds like you're doing some healing of those old self images that get developed through childhood and adolescence, even early yeah. adulthood. And then the, actually, as you know, you know, being a hypnotist yourself, it's, it's like, we really don't do anything. It's like, no, we don't have any power. Mm-hmm. We're just activating what's already in that other person there. You yes. know, their resources. Yeah. They're doing the healing. We're just guiding them. That's yeah, exactly. We're like a Sherpa going up there uh-huh. to the Himalayas or Himalayas or whatever you call them. <laughs> yes, that's true. Well, that sounds wonderful. Whoever's listening, I'm going to have John's website in the show notes. And you're welcome to go to his website and see these wonderful products that he has to help you on your way if you're a dog owner or if you're not a dog owner either way. So thank you so much for being here today, John. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I really do too, Elizabeth. This has been a pleasure to be on with you and your listeners, and uh, I wish you continued success with your show. Sounds like you're doing great work. Thank you. So that was John Morgan. I knew the first time I saw his product that this was going to be a fun interview to do because I was like, oh my gosh, anyone who's going to do hypnosis for dogs is going to be fun to talk to, right? I loved hearing how he really based his product on the energy exchange between an owner and a dog. 
and how to calm down both of us, right? <laughs> like we know our dogs get excited when we get excited and our dogs generally calm down when we calm down. So that product is really gonna help you do that. I also liked hearing about his other product around self-esteem and self-image. What a wonderful topic. I knew talking to him before and after the interview that he's a really kind person. I think that shows through our products often, like what we decide to focus on. So that's it for this week, people. Have a lovely, lovely week. Peace. If you'd like this episode, do me a favor and rate, review, and subscribe on whatever player you like. Or better yet, you can share the episode with a friend and let them know about the podcast. If you want to know more about me, you can head over to my website, drlizhypnosis.com. That's D-R-L-I-Z hypnosis.com. You can check out my downloads and see if there's one that could help you in your life. Or you can join the newsletter and get a couple of free ones. Have a wonderful week.